blessed saint of God and I had the phone service. She was a great prayer warrior. She and I had the phone service. After the phone service was over, I had the mic. Before I turned it over to the pastor, I said, I have something I'd like to tell you. I don't remember exactly the words 10 years ago, but the gist of it was, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Therefore, Satan is constantly trying to make us fail. Puts bad thoughts into our minds at times. Sometimes those thoughts are hard to get rid of. So I thought there's one thing that might work and might help everyone. It's helped me. When a thought comes and I can't chase it out, I sing the chorus. It doesn't matter what chorus you sing, but I sing the chorus. It's the uh, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. I'm not a good vocalist, but that's, that's, <laughs> thank you for putting up with me. Anyway, that, that works. That really works. That really works. Little did I know there was someone that affected in the service that night. Next Sunday morning, this young lady came up to me. She says, it works, it works, it works. I said, what works? She's singing that song and chased bad thoughts out of my mind. I said, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Keep on doing it. I never, I never said anything to anyone else for these 10 years. But occasionally I would ask her, is this still working? And she would always say yes. Last Sunday, she was talking to a friend. And I said, is it still working? Big smile on her face. Yes, it still works. I said, your friend doesn't know what we're talking about, does she? She says, no. So I went on to explain to her. That's the second person. Was it last Sunday? I came walking by Lynn. And I said, customarily, good morning, and went back, and I got to my seat, and I turned and went back to her, and I told her something of that nature also. And Lynn, come here and tell me what you told me this morning. This, this, this thrills me. This thrills me. Oh, this morning I let him know that for weeks I had been trying to be quicker with taking my thoughts captive. And, I, and that I myself had been singing a song from childhood about Jesus, Jesus come to me. And, and, and then it, it, it made me realize like the next day, wow, he was giving me confirmation from the Lord. He's never spoken anything other than, hi, how are you? But he stopped and came back and he told me that beautiful testimony and I really appreciate that. God bless you. Thank you, Lynn. I know it works. It's worked there, it's worked with Heather, it's worked with me, and it's time that others learned a little something that maybe might help them. Maybe you haven't tried this yet, but it's worth a try because it does work. Positive. Thank you. Little fun fact, 10 years ago he was 84. So you guys do the math. That's my uncle. Great uncle, actually.
at 84, or 94 now. Amen. And better and better in Jesus' name. All right? I do the same thing, except I do the one. Jesus, Jesus, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior. I like the fragrance after the rain. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the anointing. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Hosea. Hosea. That's in the Old Testament. If you don't know where to find it, just keep flipping until you do. Amen. If you don't have a Bible, we'll gladly give you one free of charge tonight. Amen. There's never a charge for the gospel. Amen. It was great to uh, just, it's been, I don't know how to explain it. It's so cool because uh, I don't live here in this community, but it's cool. I get to get up here during the week and meet with people and meet new people coming in the church that want to get together and of course, I go into Polly's, and that's kind of a known hot spot for me, amen? And I was in there the other day. As soon as I walk in the door, like three or four people are working there, Tyler, you know, whatever. And then, of course, you guys were in there. And they said, as soon as we heard Tyler, we knew it had to be you. So I don't know if that's a good thing or, you know. But it's been a real blessing being here, being a part of this ministry and what God's doing, amen? But I, I want to talk to you tonight from Hosea chapter 2. And Hosea is kind of a really interesting story in the Bible. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Hosea, Hosea is a guy in the Bible, uh, I don't know how else to say it nicely, I'll say it as nice as I can, whatever that means. Uh, his wife turns into a harlot, and God tells him, go get her back. It's kind of a... Kids, it's a PG-13 plus story in the Bible, amen? There's a few of those. Song of Solomon, stay away from that till you're married, amen? And there's like, right, there's some of this stuff in the Bible that's like, oh, I thought God was like a Disney movie. And, uh, but there's so much to learn from stories like this in the Bible, amen? Like, one of the things we can pull from this is how God is so passionate about his children. Come on. That he's willing to pay whatever the price is to return them back home. Come on, say amen to this. In fact, he was so willing to go after, I don't know how else to say it, rebellious children who hoard after everything else in this world. Come on. Stay with me, folks. Rebellious people like you and I who have hoard after everything else in this earth. And God's like, wait a minute, I love them so much that even though they've abandoned me and even though they've run recklessly the other direction, hear me, this is the God I'm talking about that you and I serve. Even though uh, we were rebels and the Bible says we were shaped in iniquity and sin and far from God when we were far off, say amen. I know not most of y'all in the room, most of y'all were born with halo and angel wings. But some of us, believe it or not, were really far from God. And God in his marvelous grace, hear me, the hound of heaven, tracked down a rebellious sinner like myself and rebellious people like you. And he said, I'm not only going to go after you because I love you so much, but I'm going to give my son and pay the price to return you home. Say amen to this. And so we see the same story in Hosea. And really what it represents is God the Father's heart towards people like you and I. And so the Bible reads in Hosea chapter 2 and verse 14. Now this is Hosea. And now here's what I'm going to do. Because how many people know faith without works is dead? Faith without corresponding action. Now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. Oh, come on. Aren't you thankful for who God of second chances? 
Come on, a goddess is, wait a minute, I know you blew it big time, but we're going to start all over. Come on, Chris Stapleton didn't just make it famous by singing starting over. Country music people, amen? But really, God says, wait a minute, we're going to start all over again. Hosea, whoa, what do you mean? I'm going to start all over again. I'm taking her back out into the wilderness where we had our first date. My man's a romantic. I'm not either, don't worry. Say Eric's eyebrows go like this. <laughs> he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to go out in the wilderness where we had our first date. You're going to put on a Marvin Gaye. If you're not married and have no idea what that means, it's all right, amen? Like Abraham did at 100 years old. He said, it's your thing, do what you want to do, amen? Well, that was the Isley Brothers, wasn't it? I was at a church one time in St. Louis, and the Isley Brothers go to church there. And I know I'm kind of young for all this stuff, but I like all kinds of music, amen? And I said, when the eyes are blue, I said, it's your thing, do what you want to do. He said, you're too young for all that. I said, sir, I'm married. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm taking her back out in the wilderness where we had our first date, and I'll court her. I'll date her, amen? Now, wait a minute. We're going to talk on this for a minute. Who in their right mind? Would say, wait a minute, she left me and she's out whoring around. And I'm going to go take her back. And I'm only going to go pick her up and pay the price, but I'm going to take her on a date. It'll cost me something, man. I'm going to take her back out in the wilderness where we had our first date and I'll court her. I'll give her bouquets of roses. Some of y'all men are dead meat if you don't do this this week. Ladies, you ought to be shouting, waving your hankies in this place, amen? Because he ain't taken you out since your first date, amen? And that was 38 years ago. My man is way overdue. And buddy, I know you've been enjoying the couch lately, but let me help you here a minute. Take her out somewhere, nice. Nice. Not just the golden arches. Yeah, what do you want for dinner? They got a Happy Meal special. Well, whatever you're into, amen. Filet of fish, I guess. Give her bouquets of roses. Watch this. Watch this. Hear me. I'll turn Heartbreak Valley. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on, Elvis had a song, Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, I can't even go over here a minute. I'll turn Heartbreak Valley into acres of... Into acres of hope. Wait a minute, I'm here to tell you tonight, it might look like you're in Heartbreak Valley, but God's got acres of hope. God's got acres of hope with your name on it. If I could preach faith on Good Friday, then you got to have faith on Friday to see your Sunday. I'm here to tell you tonight that God's got acres of hope with your name on it. You might be living in Heartbreak Valley, but I'm telling you, God's here to move you out of Heartbreak Valley and into acres of hope. Say amen. Come on. Watch this. And she'll respond like she did as a young girl. Oh, baby. Some of those old men just said, glory. <laughs> Come on. If you're a kid in the room, you were supposed to go to Thrive Kids before. And parents, that's your own fault for not sending them up. Amen. She'll respond like she did as a young girl. 
Those days when she was fresh out of Egypt. Come on. Come on. When she used to get all dolled up, hair done. Thank God, makeup. All right. Let me help you. Some people don't look the same without the makeup. Young men, I'm going to set you all free. You want to make sure you see what she looks like without the makeup too, amen? Or without all the filters. What do you call it? Catfish. Amen. I'm teasing y'all. You got to have some fun in this church, amen? Watch this. But like when she was fresh out of Egypt. In other words, watch this. Sometimes God will take you back. Take you back to the place where it really hurt. Because he's got something beautiful to bring out of it. He'll take you back to the mess to bring a message out of this. That hear me, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Because he wants to give you hope again. God says, I, I, I know it wasn't a great situation, but I'm willing to go there with you. I'm willing to roll up my sleeves. You don't serve a God that's far off. No, he's near and dear. Say amen to this. And he's willing to roll up his sleeves. He's willing to get in the dirt with you and say, wait a minute. I know we're in the middle of Heartbreak Valley, but I'm taking you to Acres of Hope. I'm taking you into a, come on, say amen, into a promised land where it flows with milk and honey. Yeah, but God, there's giants in the land. Leave the yabbits in the woods. Come on, and I'm bringing you a place of acres of hope. I'm bringing you a place of healing and health. I'm bringing you a place of restoration and strength. But sometimes you got to go through the heartbreak to get to the hope. Oh, man. I feel like preaching in this place. Let me help you. Only God can take heartbreak valley and turn it into acres of hope. Only God can do that. You understand? He's the same God to turn the sea into a highway. He's the same God that had them walking around the walls of Jericho. And every time they walk around them walls, before they'd make their next lap, what they saw was where he turned that sea into a highway. Because sometimes God will cause you to look back at what he did in the past to give you hope for your, to give you hope for your future. Only God can take Heartbreak Valley and turn it into acres of hope. Proverbs 13, 12 in the message. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. Come on. But a sudden good break. Oh, they just had a stroke of luck. No, no, no. I got a sudden good break on my way. He's the God of suddenlies. He's the God of bringing me. Come on, say amen. In the acres of hope, in the places of grace. Hear me right now. A sudden good break can what? Turn my life around. Isn't that good? Well, life kind of sucks. Just because you're camping there don't mean you got to build a home there. Come on. Proverbs 13, 12, and the Passion says it like this. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on and delay, it can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, oh, Jesus, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Let me help you. God wants to transition you from the valley of heartache to acres of hope tonight. Come on. I love this. The Passion, Psalm 23 and verse 4. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. Come on. For you already have. Oh, that is shouting ground. Fear is not going to overtake me because God already has. So take the fear back to H-E double hockey sticks. Come on. Devil, I'm going to tell you where to put it. Because I ain't having it. God already has me. I'm God's property. Come on, say amen to this. And if the devil has no right harassing God, then he has no right harassing you. Your authority, say my authority. 
Now it's talking about God's authority here, but you have been given access to use God's authority. Oh man, I wish I had the time. Is my strength and my peace. Brother Hagin used to say it like this. You ever go to New York City? Nobody? Come on, it's a Pentecostal church. You, you got to get involved here. Right hand in, left hand in, amen, right? Do the hokey pokey and turn it all about, amen? New York City, when you go there, there's cars going everywhere, right? And people blowing a horn, amen? Even showing off the New Jersey State Bird. And they're blowing her, come on. If that's too much for you, you're in the wrong church. Because I am real, I am raw. If you wanted some patty, well, brother, you shouldn't say stuff like that. I don't really care. I'm as real as they come, amen? amen. Ain't no catfish here, ain't no fake it till you make it, no mask, amen? I'm just real and raw. New Jersey State Bird, cars are going everywhere, amen? But watch this, like Times Square, which is crazy, right? All it takes is one police officer. Am I telling the truth? With a little whistle. About the size of your pinky. Am I telling the truth? And he goes, like this. And what do all them cars do? And everything comes to a halting stop. Why? Because he's been given the authority. He's been given the authority that even though those cars could squash him like a bug. Now let me help you. In Christ, you've been given the same authority. The devil has no right. Hear me. I said, the devil has no rights. Time to start using your authority in Christ Jesus. Come on. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. How about Psalm chapter 30 and verse 5 in the Passion? I've learned that his anger lasts for a moment. Aren't you grateful God isn't a woman? Not tease it. Sorry, sorry. It's a joke. It's a joke. Some of you, ah, it's a joke. Amen. Come on. <laughs> you get that in the ride home. I've learned that his anger lasts for a moment, but his loving favor lasts for a lifetime. We may weep through the night, but at daybreak it'll turn into shouts of ecstatic joy. If that's you, somebody give God some praise in this place. Let me help you. You must have a heart full of hope. Why did your hope die when you turned like seven? You turned into an old and cratchety at like seven years old. <laughs> That's when I stopped believing in Santa Claus. Come on. You need faith for today, hope for tomorrow, and love for God and other people. Amen. Now he said faith, hope, and love, and the greatest least is love. But hear me. You need faith for today. Hope for tomorrow and love for God and one another. Amen? Jesus will take you from the valley of despair to acres of hope. Now, one of the definitions of hope I found is this. Hope is not the optimistic outlook or wishful thinking. Don't you hate people that they just like suck the hope right out of the room? Come on. It's like as soon as they walk in, she's like, there it goes. And here they come. We'll call them brother or sister sandpaper. Because they really just rub me wrong. Come on. You, don't be thinking about people. Think about Jesus. Amen. Come on. Stay spiritual in here, people. 
<laughs> is it true though? And you could get, be in a room full of people and there's hope and faith going on and dreaming. And God, man, I believe God's going to do this and God's going to pour out his spirit. And it's just like things are all moving in the right direction and you got a miracle going on. Come on, like Jairus in Mark chapter 5. And here comes Brother Sandpaper. Yeah, but everything's been going wrong. <sighs> Who's wrong? You notice it's true. <sighs> they ain't ever going to build that church over there. Typically, not always. Typically, they had a Tweety Bird tattoo on their arm that's now turned into Big Bird, too. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's full of pee and vinegar. Then he know nobody's ever done it in there. You don't know who I am. Because I know who I am in Christ. I don't really give a rip who did what or didn't do what. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what the word of God says. The same people that told me, you got to fly in the back of the airplane. You fly in the back of the airplane. Right, Ron? One time next to the hopper. Never again. <laughs> Never. People get, like Christian people. I don't think you ought to travel like that. Would Jesus have traveled like that? Yes, I believe he would have. I don't believe Jesus says, well, all your faith can get you is next to the skipper. <laughs> don't give Jesus the credit for that. That's you being a cheapskate. Come on. That's not faith. That's you, you know, flying, you know, frontier or whatever it is. Spirit, spirit air, yeah. I'm flying spirit air. No, you ain't. You're flying El Cheapo. I don't know why my backside's hurting for a week. I do. Because the seats are like this. <laughs> Never mind. Hope is not the optimistic outlook or wishful thinking. It is the sense of confident expectation based on solid certainty. Oh, that's good. I'm going to say it again. Hope is not the optimistic outlook or wishful thinking. Oh, that's just wishful thinking. No, it's not. It is the sense of confident expectation based on solid certainty. In other words, I have confident expectation because of who my God is. I have hope because of what his word says. Say amen. I have faith for today, but I got hope for tomorrow. Number one tonight, God will bring you present hope for your past pain. Oh, can I just for a minute? God will bring you present hope, hope today for past pain. And everybody's had past pain. Come on, everybody has been through some things. And if you haven't, I hate to tell you, but you're living in a fallen world with fallen people, and hurt is a real thing. There's a real thing called pain in this earth. I'm not negating the pain, but what I am telling you is God will bring you present hope for your past pain. So there's another story in Joshua chapter 7 about this guy named Achan. Achan was a good name for him because he was about to be Achan. And there were some mishaps going on, if I can say it like that, in the house of God. And God revealed it by his spirit. Because God will reveal things by his spirit. God will reveal things so God can heal things. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. God will reveal things so God can heal things. So all of a sudden they start calling all the leaders through and say, wait a minute, something going on here. 
Something don't smell right. And all of a sudden, they get to aching. And Achan was doing some wrong things. And the Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 7, I'm paraphrasing just to, for the sake of time. In verse 25 says, Then Joshua said to Achan, Why have you brought trouble on us? Come on. The Lord will now bring trouble on you. Let me help you. God will not be mocked whatsoever man shall sow, shall he also reap. That's good or bad. I said that's good or bad. The people out there slandering you with their tongues, they are not sowing good seed. The people trying to take you, they are not sowing good seed. I'm telling you right now, when you know that there's nothing that's going to stand between you and your destiny and God has your back, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter who turns on you. That's the worst turn they ever made. Why have you brought this trouble on us? Now the Lord will bring trouble on you. I know if you're expecting a cupcake message, we started out with Hosea and now we're over here with Achan. Not exactly every day is a Friday. Amen. The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. That's in the Bible? The Bible is very graphic. You know why? Because God's a very real God. And we live in a very real world with real fallen people. Amen. They piled up a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble ever since. Now watch this. I want to hone in on something. So the Lord was no longer angry. Oh, man. It's powerful right there. So wait a minute. God took the Valley of Trouble... God took the valley of trouble and said, wait a minute, I'm not angry with it anymore. God took the heartbreak valley, oh, I'm going to show you this, and now brought hope out of it. Now said, wait a minute, now my house is purified, now I can bless my people, oh man, now I can bless my people. Now I can speak by my spirit again and set things back in order. Sometimes you got to clean the house to get it in order. Come on, I know this is deep. I thought you were just going to encourage me. I am encouraging you from the word of God. I'm encouraging you to tell you he's a God never leave you and never forsake you. He's the God, hear me, that even in your valley of trouble, out of trouble, God can bring something good. In other words, out of your past hurt, God will give you present hope. So where Achan messed up, God turned it around into acres of hope. God will use the place where there was past pain for future blessing. Oh, man. I knew I'd hear pin drops tonight. God will use the place of past pain for future blessing. When I was a young guy, I started out preaching in Brazil, actually. Preached all over and had these unbelievable outpourings. And I actually youth pastored for a time, believe it or not. Amen? They trusted me as a kid with everybody else's kids. You do the math. I'll tease it. We had this kicking thing, man. It, we, it started with nobody, and God just blessed it and increased it, blessed it and increased it. We were running like 100 kids, like, it seemed like overnight. And without trying to whatever, I'm just trying to explain my, my side, my experience. Out of that youth ministry came a church plant. 
that they wanted me to help with. And I felt like God said no. So what happened is, long story short, oh, but I've been through some church hurt, and I still show up. What's your excuse? Jesus had more church hurt than anybody, and he still shows up every week. Well, I was hurt in church. I'm never going back. Oh, yeah? Well, how are you going to do when you stand before God to get into heaven? Well, they hurt me over there at First Baptist, so I just never went to church again. You know what it did? It was the plan of the devil. And what it did is, I walked away from ministry for a season because it hurt me. All these people that I trained and I raised up and I got them doing music and doing whatever, they all walked out the door on me. And pretty much because I wouldn't follow their agenda, I stepped out of ministry for a little while. And I said to God, I'll never go back to ministry again. (laughs) But watch this, hear me. Because it's a past hurt. But what I found out is in my past hurt, God would bring present hope. And what I found out is I tried to run far from God. Anybody ever been there? He wins every time in hide and seek. I lay there at nighttime, I'm telling you, and I would say things like this. God, tell them quit praying. Leave me alone. I don't want to do this. I don't want anything to do with you. And thank God in the valley of heartache, thank God in the place of past hurt, that God has grace for you in that season too, that God can turn things around and bring you acres of hope and say, wait a minute, I have a greater plan. It doesn't matter who walked out on you. I'm, hear me, I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to bring you to a place where you're able to minister now from a place of strength that you never had before. I used to hate the desert. Now I don't mind it. Because I realize when I go through the desert and I come out the other side, I'm dangerous. You know why? Because I made it by myself. It was just me and God when everybody else walked out. And God can only do something in that place. Hear me. I'm not loving on pain, but I'm telling you this. You get good wine from crushed grapes. You get no wine from no grape. Now the Italian sip. Hear me. I'm not negating that you've been through things in this life. What I am saying is God will give you present hope in the place of your past pain. Watch this. And then you can use it as a testimony. And God can use it as a platform to minister to other people. I I met with some folks this week without getting too personal on people's stuff. But we have multiple people in this church who lost children at a young age. And I, I can't even begin to imagine what that's like. My kids are my whole entire world. I mean, my everything. It's why I get up and do everything every day, because someday I won't give them a future with something that the Lord should tarry. And I said, I find it amazing that God has brought multiple people to this church who've experienced that same hurt. Because God will give you present hope through that past hurt, that now you can minister to other people that have experienced the same thing. Oh, my goodness. You could come to a place that's a real community of faith. That people have real stories. And we don't do plastic Christianity here. We do things like, no, I've really experienced some past hurt. And here's how I'm coping with it. I got present hope from God. I got present hope for my future. Come on, help me here tonight. Number two tonight, God is turning things around. God is turning things around. What did he say in Hosea? I'm going to go back to that place we had our first day. I'm going to buy our roses. I'm going to win her back. It's confidence, is it not? He's hopeful that's going to work. Uh-oh. 
Jose is hopeful that's going to work. What if he goes out there and she says, no, I like my new life better. I got money we didn't have before. But he's got hope, hear me, that if he goes back to the place that was Heartbreak Valley, that God's going to bring acres of hope out of it. He believes that he's got hope that if he goes back to the place, hear me, that God is going to allow him to win her back. That's going to go, no, we're going to go back to when things were good. Forgetting what is behind, I press forward. I'm sorry if you've gone through a divorce, but don't stay there. What if God has a future hope for you? My one friend, we're very close, he's been married three times. And there's a bunch of ladies that express interest in him. So I tease him on the regular. That God's got number four, Betty. <laughs> we call him the prospects. <laughs> he don't like it too much. But watch this. Hear me. My point is, out of your past hurt, God will bring present hope. My point is this. Number two, God is turning things around. God is always turning things around. He's the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. I said he's the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. He turns my mourning into dancing. He turns my delay into destiny. He turns my hardship into hope. Come on, give him some praise. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness, Jesus, and rivers in the desert. I'll even make a road in the wilderness better than a D8 bulldozer can make. And rivers in a desert. How about Psalm chapter 30 and verse 11? You have turned me my morning into dancing. Some of y'all, when you dance, amen, you like crest, definitely noticeably white, amen. <laughs> but there's something to be said about when the Holy Ghost hits you. Come on. We'll be down in West Virginia in a couple weeks, and they don't call wild and wonderful for nothing. That's not Pentecostal down there, that's wild costal. I'm telling you, they might take off doing laps and stuff going on. I mean, it is like, whoosh. and I'm just there like, oh, you know. And usually like, a lot of times I'll sit with Bishop Thomas because he flies up to be a part of the West Virginia camp meeting too. And I'll sit with Bishop, and him and I are a little reserved compared to people from West Virginia. And he's always like, give me one of the, you know, the eyebrow raise. <laughs> But there's something to be said about when God turns your morning into dancing. Come on. You have put my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. God will turn your mess into a message. Come on, somebody. He'll use your past pain as a platform to bring others from the valley of heartbreak to acres of hope. God's not just doing it just for you. Let me help you here. God wants you to be a ministry to other people. He wants to say, yeah, you know what? I've been through a real hurt, but now let me help you and show you how I made it out of the valley of heartbreak, how I stepped into acres of hope. Come on, God will use your story too. Your testimony is the old Christianese word, if that's even a language, I don't know. But he'll use your story, hear me, to be ministry to other people and say, yeah, I've been through that same hurt, but I found hope in Jesus Christ. That he took me from the valley of heartache, hear me somebody, into acres of hope. Amen. 
And while we're at it, the definition of repentance isn't crying, it's turning around. Oh, man. It's, it's turning around, folks. Isaiah 61 and verse 3 in the New King James. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for their ashes. That's what God wants to do. The oil of joy. We'll be going on all that. We'll have a blowout in here, that's for sure. The oil of joy for mourning. Sometimes you'll see people just start laughing in the Holy Ghost. Well, I've never seen people laugh before. It's called the oil of joy. Oh, and I'm telling you, you get drunk on that oil of joy. There's no better drunk. I, I promise you there is no better drunk. You get the oil of joy, and it bubbles up out of the inside of you. Laughter, be, oh, man. Laughter begins to take place. You know what happens? You begin to laugh in the face of your enemies. It's everything the devil used to destroy you. You're now laughing at because God turned it around. Come on, say amen. God turned it around. God made it fail. God gave you a breakthrough where it looked like. Come on. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We do a song camp meeting called God Made It Fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. And I'm telling you, there's something to be said about you begin to praise God, not when things are only going good, but you begin to praise God when your back's against the wall. And the garment of praise steps in the room, and guess what comes with it? The oil of joy. Here comes the beauty for the ashes. Here comes the, yeah, there's past hurt, but I got present hope. Here comes the, he's the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. He's turning around working in my favor. Come on. That song, there's a breaking in my favor as I praise. Come on. I said, there's a breaking in my favor. Brother Ted called me just before. We were talking on the phone before service like we usually do. And I said, Brother Ted, you're not going to believe the favor that's been upon us lately. I can't even tell you the favor God's given us with heathen people. Unbelievable. And I'll tell you what. I say it's unbelievable, but it's God. It's not unbelievable. It's just God doing what he does best. I'm here to tell you, he's got favor with your name on it. The Bible says his favor, oh man, will surround you like a shield. My friend Jerry Seville, when he came over here to help dedicate the building, they called him forever <laughs> the favor guy. Because he preaches on God's favor like something you never heard. Written books on God's favor. And I'm telling you right now, there's something to be said about the favor of God. For it can do what only God can do. That they may be called trees of righteousness. One translation says oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Why? That he may be glorified. Do you ever think God wants to turn something around for you so he'd get the glory only? Yeah. So only he'd get the glory? Yeah. If you could always do it in your own strength, what do you need God for? Yeah. Jeremiah 29, 11, I quoted it before. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Number three tonight and lastly. Worship team, you can come back. Hope is the architect, but faith is the builder. Oh, that was worth the price. Hope is the architect, but faith is the builder. My hope is my architect, but my faith is going to bring that thing for me. My faith is going to build that thing for me. 
say this so humbly, but the gift of faith is not looking at things like other people look at them. It looks at things and sees them as God sees it. You understand where I'm going with this? It can look at a busted up building and say, wait a minute, I can see a church there. It can look at a business where everybody else has failed and look at a business differently and then God brings you a blessing in that business. Oh, man. It doesn't look at things like everybody else does. I, I, wanna, I say this humbly. But this week, my brother and I recently started another business. You know, because of all the extra time, we don't have anything to do. So I figured, oh, man, I got all this time on my hands. I might as well do something with it. Anybody who knows me knows that's not true. We burn it on all ends. We recently started another business. And so the township we're originally from just went through a really hard thing. Uh, just as recent as this last week. So I said to my brother, I said, we're going to get out and bless the people. So we went out and picked up everybody for free in the whole township. It was a big expense to us. And I had more people call me on the phone and say, why would you ever do that? The biggest companies wouldn't do that. I said, no, it sounds crazy. But I believe in seed time and harvest. I got to share that with a whole bunch of unsaved people. Yeah, but that don't make sense. That cost you a bunch of money. I said, yeah, it did. I ain't worried about that. Well, you're a young guy in the short term, yes. Because in the natural, that's how people think. But I'm not dealing with the natural. I build my business, businesses, on the principles of God's word. Because if his word can't fail, then wait a minute. It's all in the book. Imagine reading the Bible and like actually believing what it said and then putting its principles to work. And then you get, how do they do that? By very simply following the instruction manual. Tithing from the business. Because you should tithe from all your increase. Well, I got a tax return. Should I tithe from it? I would if I was you. I tithe from everything. How can I expect God to bless something when I don't honor him with it? Oh, man, I know I'm preaching some tough stuff tonight, but I want to help people. So we went out and blessed the, the township I was from, which is asinine in the natural. <laughs> but it opened a whole new door for us. And we took on more things in like two days than would take, take a lot of businesses like a long time to build. Why? Because I sought with hope. Hope is the architect. And God, I'm going to step out in faith and do this thing. And I know it doesn't make sense in the natural, God, but here's what I know. I'm called to be blessed, which is empowered to prosper. God, I'm called to be a blessing to you, but a blessing to others too, God. And we're, watch this. A whole bunch of people just got scammed recently and are hurting in this area. We're going to go out and do it for free. I even had Christian, I don't think you ought to. I don't really care. It didn't cost you. You just get mad when you see the blessing, but you don't know the seed that goes in the ground. You don't, you don't understand the work that goes into something. All you look at, is, and, and that's the problem. As long as you're busy focusing on everybody else and everything else, you'll never experience God's full blessing and measure in your life either. God did it. God did it. You know why I say stuff like this? Because I'm bragging on God. 
Apostle Paul said, if I boast of anything, I boast of the Lord. You know what I find amazing about this church? Is the amount of people that have started businesses since we started this church. And the blessing that's gotten on their businesses. I had somebody grab for service. He said, Pastor, we just got an order from Florida. I said, I love Florida. <laughs> a business that was birthed here. Why? Because when you preach this type of stuff and people put it to work, hear me, the blessing of God gets activated in people's lives. Stop letting doubt and unbelief tell you what you cannot do and start letting your faith and your hope tell you what you can do. Everybody had to start somewhere. I said everybody had to start somewhere. A certain family in this area that's very well known that pretty much seems like they own everything. They started with absolutely nothing. When that man was a kid, they had one pair of shoes between him and his brothers. He used to share one pair of shoes. They virtually own everything in this area. Hope is the architect. Faith is the builder. The first time I met that man, up close, I thanked him for helping us at the other location. Because most people don't know this, but when my dad was building down there, they're in a tough spot. They did this rapid compaction thing, and that alone was a million dollars. That was unbudgeted. And then they needed a million dollars in fill on top of it. And this man <laughs> rerouted the state and sent over a million dollars in fill to God's property. Tell me again how you can't do it because you're born in the wrong family, on the wrong side of the track. This man, they had one pair of shoes to share between everybody. See, but people don't know the things people have done, hear me, and they just look at it and they're jealous of it. And jealousy will choke the blessing of God out of your life. You want to be jealous, you'll never have anything. Let me help you. If you start celebrating the blessing in other people's lives, you'll see how it gets on your life. Why? Because it's the principle of seed time and harvest. Well, I can never have that. Well, you'll possess what you confess. You know how many Christians told me what I cannot do? That's why I only spend time with the ones who tell me what I can do. That's why I love some of these older preachers that I stay in contact with. You know why? Because they just believe God. Just believe God. But you can't, I say this all the time, you can't hang with turkeys and then fly with eagles. I've learned if I'm going to fly with eagles, I'll just fly over to turkeys. I might wave from up above. Amen. You can't do that. No, you can't do it. I can do all things through. I can do through. Then what's holding you back? I'm telling you, I feel the gift of faith tonight to be released in this place. through hope. What is holding you back? Who's telling you you can't? Hope is the architect, faith is the builder. How does God give hope? A couple things, I'm going to close. God gives hope through circumstances. God gives hope through circumstances. We were talking a couple months ago about the company you work for. A mega, mega, billion dollar outfit. And then what did I tell you? I said, but they had to start somewhere. Somebody had to have hope one day. And faith one day that, yeah, I believe we can get there someday. The book Think and Grow Rich was written by Napoleon Hill after the Great Depression. You read that book about the things these guys all had in common. They had faith and believed God. 
They didn't listen to opposition. No, you begin to think and believe again. Your hope is the architect. Your faith is the builder. But God gives hope through circumstance. Let me help you. God gives hope through community. That's why it's so important to be connected to a church like this. Because God gives you hope through community. In other words, through your community of faith, one another being together and saying, Hey, I've experienced hurt like that. This is how I got through it. God gives hope through change. God gives hope through change. Not pocket change. Through change. And most people don't like change. Because humans are creatures of habit. Right? I don't want to change. No, you don't want hope. Oh, man. God can bring anyone out of heartbreak. But can you get heartbreak out of you? Oh, man, I'm going to ask a couple probing questions. I'm going to leave you alone. God can bring anybody out of heartbreak, but can you get heartbreak out of you? Because there's two parts to every miracle, God's part and your part. God's trying to bring you out of that thing, and you keep dragging your own butt back there. You're busy wallowing in Heartbreak Valley, playing the skin violin. I say this the nicest way I know how. It's time to put your big boy pants on. Get up, brush the dust off, and get moving. And nothing's working for me. And this is supposed to, yeah, and guess what? Your complaining is adding what to it? It's changing nothing. Instead of complaining about it, why not speak faith into it? Why not believe God again? Why not say, I don't care what it looks like. This is what's going to happen. And I'm not going to be moved until it happens. I'm going to build this business. I'm going to have that family. I'm going to believe God again. Why? Because there's acres of hope of my name on it. And last I checked, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. God owns it all, and God loans it all. So my faith, hear me, my hope is the architect. My faith is going to build that thing. My faith is going to take me from hope to hope, victory to victory, glory to glory. My faith is going to work. Be the first in your family. I'm the first one in my family to do a bunch of things. And I come from a wonderful family. My granddad said to me today, my God, I don't know how you do half the stuff you do. It'd have to be God. <laughs> I sent him a gift to his house the other day. He says, I don't know how you do this stuff. I said, because you deserve it. Don't worry about how I do it. Just accept it and thank God. But I'll always honor the people that made a way where there was no way. Because honor is a good seed. I'm almost done. God can bring you out of Egypt. But can you get Egypt out of you? Oh, man, I wish I had the time. God can bring you out of Egypt, but can you get Egypt out of you? Because it's one thing of God bringing you out of something. It's a whole different thing. You've got to get it out of you. I got saved. Yeah, but you still got a poverty mentality. Well, if I get this coupon for Polly to Toucan, whatever they call them, and my kids eat off-brand salary, <laughs> off-brand cereal, we're going to be the next Rockefeller. No, you're not. Give the kid the cereal that tastes normal. That's why I hate communion with them styrofoam. It tastes horrible. I hate it. You know that. I'll believe God from bread from Wegmans. 
And if you can't believe God for it, God will have ravens drop it off of my door. Because when God's children watch me, we're in the wilderness, and they rebelled against him. God says, oh, yeah, I can't do it. I'll have vultures deliver flaming yon to you. And the Bible says they had so much of it, it started coming out of their nose. Well, that's prosperity. If that's prosperity, sign me up. Well, brother, that's rough. No, it's God's will for your life. I might as well, I'm out on a limb. If this upsets you, there's the door. How do I say this stuff and keep building the church? Have to be God. When I was a kid, I knew what God called me to my whole life, and I tried to reject it. We go to meetings, I'm telling you, crowds of 10,000 people, I'd be the only one to get called out. That God has this ministry, God has us. You know what I go? I sit down and go, I ain't doing that. I, ain't got, I don't like ministers, they're weird. If you think I'm weird, I'm going to kick your tail out back, amen? Oh, Lord, I've never said this publicly before. And God gave me a vision as a young man. I'll just say it like this, that he would provide transportation to be able to get to places and preach and do things. Because he knew that I'd be willing to take the heat for it and give him the glory for it. So I never told anybody. I was afraid to tell Carolyn. I didn't want her to think I was weird. So one day we were in... Uh, Washington, D.C., and Brother Copeland's preaching. And for whatever reason, they put us on the front row on the side, like where y'all are sitting. There's probably 10,000 people there. And Brother Copeland stops. <laughs> and I didn't tell anybody this, but I, we were working in the car business. I just sold like three cars before we went there. I had that cash with me. And he was believing God for a new plane. And I felt the Lord say to me, give all that money. Don't worry, we already took the offering. I'm not, it's not a money thing. I'll just tell you my experience. I said, yes, sir. Put all the money in the thing. Didn't tell anybody. He wouldn't know that. Kenneth Copeland stops. Come over here. Stood right in front of all these people. Prophesized to Carolyn and I. He said, the Lord showed you since the time you were a child. And other people have spoken it to you all over the place. He said, and you've been afraid to tell her about it. He said, God, I'm going to give you that thing. Anyway, went on to prophesy. And even when other people around me couldn't see it, my hope was still building it. My hope is still believing for it. We went from traveling and doing things, and next thing you know, God just kept blessing us, increased different things. And then the beginning of this year, God had an unsaved business person call me. He says, I like what you're doing over there. I said, you ought to come see. He said, you don't know me from Adam. We got to talking. He says, I know you used to travel a lot. I said, yeah, then COVID hit. And I said, we're not really traveling like we were, you know, things that, whatever. He says, I feel like I'm supposed to help you. I said, amen, Lord. Watch this. He said, anytime you want to travel, you need things, something doesn't work out, whatever, routes don't work out. He says, you can use my planes. I thought, 
phone break up? And so we started doing that. And God opened that door for us. I don't think you ought to, you don't understand the seed that's been sown. You don't understand I was flying in the back of the plane buying tickets for people all the time just to be a blessing to them. Because God would tell me to. And even recently, I've had people who should be in my corner question my integrity because of jealousy. I'm not shooting anybody. I'm trying to encourage you in your faith. Hope is the architect. Faith is the builder. I had people get upset when I gave that motorcycle away here. You didn't pay for it. You're not, you're not upset about the motorcycle. You're jealous is the truth of it. And that jealous spirit that's been ruling you for a long time came to light. Amen, sister. Amen. Yeah, but the problem is they don't get mad at God. They get mad at me. Do you understand? I don't think you want. I don't care. So I'm here to tell you in the nicest way I know how. If any of that offends you, you're in the wrong church. And if you're offended already, it's only going to get worse. Because my future is as bright as the promises of God. And instead of getting jealous over a thing, start sowing for yourself. Start believing for yourself. Start being happy for other people and encouraging other people. And you don't see how quick God will turn it around for you. You don't see how quick. Watch this day. Your hope will be the architect, but faith will build that thing for you. So one of these preachers says to me before service, he said, I want you to come down and speak whatever. <laughs> he says, I'll send a jet to pick you up, get you there, and send a jet to get you home so you can preach at your church. I said, Amen. I said, I got to pray about it and see what God says. But let me tell you, people, I don't think you are. I don't think I asked you. I don't think you're paying for it. I don't think you believe for it. And clearly, you got a jealous spirit ruling you. And you keep wallowing in the same mess you're in. Am I pumping myself up? No. I'm trying to encourage you that there will be naysayers no matter what. There will be critics no matter what. There will be people that somebody's doing something wrong. Somebody's stealing. Somebody, no, they're all a bunch of lying. You know what? Let me help you. Satan did the same thing to Eve in the Garden of Eden. The devil has no new tricks. So last scripture, and we'll close. Psalm 42.5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my God and my Savior. When trouble comes your way, you got to speak to your own soul sometimes. Oh, man. And say, why are you downcast? Why are you disturbed? It's time to put your hope in God. It's time to believe Him and praise Him yet again. And my Savior, my God, hear me, is going to come through. He's going to make a way where there is no way. From the valley of heartache, here comes acres of hope. Jeannie, that's why I told you the other day. It's time to get on that bike again. Eddie, you're welcome.
I think it was the next day I saw a picture you had your bikes out. I was so happy for you. I'm telling you, it did something for my spirit. Whew, that you would have the faith to get out there again. Your therapist might hate me. But. The stuff you guys have overcome. And still having hope. Now encouraging other people. Dealing with something. I'd, I'd probably venture to say this message was probably birthed out of our meeting the other day. And all this came out of doing a funeral for Kathy. And now people coming to church out of heartache. Acres of hope. And I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, we kicked the devil in the teeth in this place tonight. That religious spirit, I could feel it rearing its ugly head. Now, maybe just because I like to insult the devil, but I had somebody send me a, a not-so-nice message yesterday. Preachers have nothing to do with planes. I probably came this close to responding, and I didn't, amen? Came this place to respond. I'm going to get a banner made up that says Jets for Jesus on it. <laughs> and tie it on the tail of that thing. And do a flyover, amen? I don't think you understand how much I love rubbing things in the devil's face. I mean, really. That's why when people get healed, I love blasting it out there and reminding every devil of infirmity of sickness and disease. You lost your defeated foe. And guess what? God healed another person. And then God healed another person. Come on, say amen. We come out of deep poverty. Yeah, what the Bible says, out of their deep poverty, they gave to God and came great prosperity. That's 2 Corinthians. I don't know why I'm hitting that so hard. Actually, I do know why. Because the spirit of poverty has ruled this town and this area for a long time. Didn't I tell you? I said, we'll come here, we're going to break the back poverty in this town went up to the hardware store the guy said to me that, si that side of town was the ghetto now it's the blue side of town you know why because the devil's defeated and I'm here to tell you every heartache he thought he put on this house of God every curse the first thing I did was walk around this place and I said I bind every curse that's been spoken against this place I take authority over it in the mighty name of Jesus. I command it to get to the ground and never rear its ugly head again. And in Jesus' mighty name, I speak for this thing to be debt free. You ask the guys I run with, the guys on this board. I believe God big time. And I tell them, if you can't believe God big time, there's no hard feelings, but this is not the place for you. Because I need men of faith around me that are willing to believe God with me. And say, Pastor, we're with you. And let me speak to that. We have a wonderful group of guys that sit on the board of this church. They don't try and have me under their thumb, which that wouldn't go so well anyway. <laughs> Rolling Stones sang that song, Under My Thumb. And uh, no, we have wonderful men of faith that say, Pastor, we'll stand with you. We'll believe God. We'll dream with you. And we'll watch it come to pass. Hope is the architect. Faith is the builder. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Whew. Hallelujah. Hope is the architect, faith is the builder.
yeah, but I don't like the circumstance. God will give you hope in the circumstance. Yeah, but I'm in this new community. God will give you hope in the community. Oh, but it's a change. God will give you hope in the change. I feel so strong in my spirit to do this. Lift your hands, everybody, in this place. Say this. Say, God, I thank you for acres of hope. Heartbreak Valley is not my home. Acres of hope is what I'll possess. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've been around this church for a minute, you know that there's miracles that take place every week here. I got telling on giving away a plane ticket a couple weeks ago. One young couple felt led to do it. Did it, believed God, and I told them, I said, now God will give you your home. That was the key to unlock it for you. Next day, they went under contract on their home. I'm telling you right now, faith always does the opposite of what's in the natural. I don't even consider this a church. I consider this place a training center. I really do. Because I believe what God showed me is people are coming through here, and they're going to come here and get encouraged, and their faith built. And then he's going to do for them in their lives what they never thought they'd be able to do. In fact, I prophesy to you, lift your hands. I feel the anointing in this place. I prophesy to you that you'll be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, imagine, or think, according to his power of his spirit that's at work within us. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. I feel bad for anybody who wasn't here at night. In fact, I believe Heath, that's why the Facebook stream keeps on crashing. I'm telling you. Because I believe God is trying to wake people up and tell them they need to get to the house of God. Quit sitting on your blessed assurance at home and get to the house of God. Get full of faith. Facebook's fine, but I'm telling you right now, Facebook cannot do for you what the Spirit does in this place. Yes, God's Spirit's everywhere, but there's something about the tangible presence of God and the anointing in the house. I don't want to see a live stream of my wife. There's something to be said about seeing her in person. Hello? Oh, we have a great marriage. We see each other on live stream. I can't, never mind. I better stop. God's going to bless the work of your hands. I don't know what that is. I like your beard, by the way. Everybody stretch a hand towards my friend here. There's an anointing on your life. I don't know if you know that or not. But God's going to bless the work of your hands. God's gonna... Are you with these folks here? No wonder. <laughs> is that mom and dad? Or just close friends? You're in a good place, buddy. Oh, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Smart man, especially while she's sitting next to you. Amen. 
No, I'm telling you this. These are wonderful people of faith. I haven't known them that long, but I'm telling you right now, there's a wonderful spirit of faith about these people. I release that same gift of faith to you, brother. That God will bless the work of your hands. Things are going to get better and better in Jesus' mighty name. Even where things have been a little tough in the past, acres of hope in Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. I pray God blesses you and blesses the girlfriend too. I don't know what you do for work, but I feel like in my spirit God's saying, I'm going to bless the work of his hands. You work with your hands? Yes, sir. Makes sense. What do you do? I work maintenance. Maintenance, wonderful. At Woodlock? Yes, sir. That's not the spirit, that's your hat. Amen. <laughs> How long have you been there? Five years. Five years? I don't know what's going on. But I'll tell you this. The Bible says promotion comes from God. Proverbs chapter 3, when we return to him, there are tithes and offerings. That's why this stuff's so important. People don't get it. It'll give you favor with God and favor with man. Promotion comes from the Lord. Don't be surprised you got a promotion coming your way quickly. You what? I just had one. Right. I'm a day late and a dollar short. Amen take another and then another after that in Jesus mighty name now have we ever met uh, no not really I was here once before that yeah well I'm glad you're here it's amazing what God knows though isn't it yep. see anybody can think I'm a crock or anything else but it'd be impossible to know stuff like this and believe it or not when I'm in the anointing I could walk around the room and do this all night Ask those guys. They get upset at me sometimes. I do it so long. Rick's got to get home and have milk and cookies. Amen. <laughs> oh, Lord. I pray God blesses the work of your hands. I pray. You even had a promotion. We celebrate that promotion, but there'll be another one. And then another. You go as high as you want to go. Faith can do what God can do. And I release the anointing to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just had one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I pray for you? I won't scare you. Have we ever met? I don't think so. Blame God. I'm glad you're here tonight. You guys get here late? It's okay. I'm not condemning you. <laughs> nice to see you. As I was preaching, you were just taking what I was saying by faith. Just like that man over there. I said, oh, this is making sense to me. Right? And in fact, you said to yourself, oh, man, I haven't heard that like that before. Correct. Amazing. God knows everything, isn't it? <laughs> you know the gifts of the Spirit? They're like a headlight on a car. The further you drive, the more you see. So as you sat here, I was preaching. I thought, yeah. And then faith started getting bubbled up on the inside of you. And in fact, even some things where you thought you might not be able to do some things in your life, for whatever reason people have said and whatever, while I was preaching, you thought to yourself, I can do that. 
Isn't that right? Yep. Everybody stretch a hand towards my new friend here. I'm not a psychic. I'm not anything like that. But I'm connected with God. God speaks to me. I know it sounds crazy. But God speaks to me. And for whatever reason, whenever I speak to people, and sometimes I pray with them, I know exactly what they thought, what they prayed for. It's bizarre. But I give God the glory for it. Now, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, the same way you've just revealed things to me about my friend here. Those thoughts just weren't your thoughts. They were thoughts from the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit was working to do on you, he was working on your mind and your spirit to get him, get you to believe him in a greater measure. Faith can do what God can do. I release the gift of faith to you and the anointing to accomplish everything God's called you to do. I curse every foul spirit that would tell you you can't. To take the limits off. And you'll do everything and more. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Did you know any of that or no? No? I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to hear you say that. Can I pray for you? I won't embarrass you. I try not to anyway. Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Decisions you need to make. In fact, you're thinking about making tough decisions with some things. Maybe school, something of that nature. Pretty good? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so, you, uh, there's a couple of schools on the table, right? And you're trying to decide which one to do. Isn't that right? Bible says it like this. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he'll lead you and guide you in all truth. For he does not speak on his own authority, but everything he hears the Father saying. It's John chapter 16, verse 13, 14. Verse 15 says, all the Father has is mine, I'm going to reveal it unto you. What I'm going to pray for for you is that God gives you clarity. Is that okay? And you'll have a knowing in your being that it'll be the right school, right place, right time. that all right? You okay with that? Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, I didn't, but God does. Amen. I told you I wouldn't embarrass you. I hope not anyway. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray for clarity when it comes to making a decision for what school. I pray, God, the Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask the Lord, for he gives it liberally to those who ask. So I pray you give her divine wisdom. Now I'm going to pray a second thing too. I pray anybody that would try to derail you from your destiny. Or your purpose. Whew. I pray the Lord scatters them. And the Holy Spirit would be a strong voice on the inside of you. That your faith would be what leads you. Not people's opinions. Not swayed by anybody or anything. But by your Holy Spirit, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Don't thank me. Thank Jesus. Amen. Pretty tough to fake stuff. When God knows everything. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. <laughs> Paul's daughter that you're connected with. I always liked her. She has a wonderful spirit about her. Would you do me a favor? Would you try and get her to come here just once with the kids? That I greatly appreciate it. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray the anointing goes before Bernice and angels go before her, God. 
and she reaches out to Paul's daughter for household salvation for all those kids that they'd get here and get stuck like glue in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you. He'll really thank you. Because what it'll do is him and Kathy have been praying for that. And I believe you'll be the connection there for whatever reason. There'll be some influence you'll have with her. And tell her, just come once. And if you don't like it, I'll never bother you about it again. That's what I tell people at the gym. And Debbie, she's stuck on the front row every Sunday. Amen. <laughs> Pretty good. Hallelujah. Can't fake the Holy Ghost. A lot of people can fake a sermon, fake everything else, fake the music even. You can't fake the moving of the Holy Spirit. Three people right in a row. That's how God works. Amen. Can I pray for you, honey? I won't embarrass you. I don't think we've ever met. Is that right? I don't know why this thing is with people I haven't met before. <laughs> How'd you end up here tonight? Oh. That is trouble. Amen. She gave me a hat a couple of weeks ago. What did it say? Trump 24. What did it say? Something on her? The comeback or something like that? or the I don't know. But you cracked me up anyway. If that offends you, you'll be all right. Where are you from? Wilkes-Barre. That's a haul. I'm glad you're here tonight. Can I pray with you just a minute? Because like my other friends over there, you were receiving what I was saying by faith. See, this is how the gift of faith works. Let me help you. If, if you're new here, you've been, if you just believe God in faith, you can have it just like that. God will use somebody like me to come and reveal things to you that you only you could know. But that's how the Spirit of God operates to prove that God really loves you. Amen? You've been through a lot of hurt. Isn't that right? In fact... Even recently, you feel like, I don't know how to say it, almost like the bottoms fell out of everything. In fact, I believe you said, I feel like I'm at rock bottom. Isn't that pretty good? Certainly. All right. Well, I wouldn't know that, but God knows everything. So, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you. You're the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. I thank you for my new friend from Wilkesbury, and I thank you for Helen being courageous enough to invite her here tonight. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I know a lot of people have hurt you, and I'm sorry for that, but God has good plans for you. God of breakthroughs and turnarounds, I put angels on assignment to turn everything around in your life. Better and better in Jesus' mighty name. And this might sound bizarre, but I curse that tormenting spirit that's been tormenting you. In fact, even at nighttime, you've been having trouble sleeping. Isn't that correct? And you've woken up over and over again at nighttime, and you're going, I, I just want to be able to sleep. I, I, I don't know what I can. And it's almost like the stress and the nerve and whatever has brought you to a place of, pretty good, huh? Brought you to a place of, it's been tormenting your sleep and taking it from you at nighttime. Pretty good? I won't embarrass you, but that's, I'll stop right there.
But I'll tell you this. He's the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds. The Bible says he gives his beloved rest. So I pray tonight when that foul spirit tries to come near you, I curse it in Jesus' mighty name. And I'd encourage you, when you, even when you wake up tonight, say, he gives his beloved rest. For the Lord says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. And I bind that foul, tormenting spirit, and I curse it in Jesus' mighty name. Peace, peace, wonderful peace, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Nice to see you. Hi, folks. Good to see you. It's been a minute. How are you? God bless you. Hi, honey. How are you? Heard you guys were swimming in the river. You guys are crazy. Aunt Jody's pond is warmer than the river. Good to know if I'm looking to freeze, I'll either hit Aunt Jody's pond before the river, because apparently that's a little bit warmer. Amen. <laughs> Did you know your pond is warmer? Uh, you went swimming too. Did Grant get in there too? No, not yet. He feed in. I thought maybe I just want to see him get in there, dunk his hair, and then come back up like one of those. That'll make my day. Amen. If we go floating down a river this summer, you're going in just to do that. Amen. How are you? Great to see you. I appreciate you folks very much. You guys have always, for whatever reason, maybe you're glutton for punishment, but you've always enjoyed my preaching. For whatever reason. Especially her. And she's drugged you along. Amen. Pretty good, isn't it? I'm going to pray for you guys very quickly, if that's all right. Take him by the hand. You going to be okay? Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Health issues that would try to develop within the both of you. We're going to pray against that. Is that okay? Pretty good? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I curse that foul spirit of infirmity off their lives. I lose the gift of healing, the working of miracles. Touch them, Jesus. Precious Jesus. And I pray you honor their faith, God. I thank you for bringing them here tonight. I thank you for wonderful people. For years that have listened to my preaching. <laughs> for faith to continue to grow. Let faith grow, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. See, the problem is if I quit preaching early, I still wouldn't get done early. But a lot of times I preach, most people don't notice, because I'm stirring up the gift of faith on the inside of myself to be able to do this stuff. So if I, if I tried to please you by giving you a 45-minute service, I could do that for you. But if the gifts of the Spirit aren't moving, what's the point? Then we just came here and had a patty cake meeting. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just about done. It gets dark at night. It gets dark every night. Amen. The same people make excuses why they can't come here. They binge watch Netflix half the night. They're sitting there in their underwear in their lazy boy recliner with Cheeto dust all over their chin. Going, 
Uh, if I'd go there, if his services weren't so long. No, you'd have to get your butt out of the chair, put pants on, run a comb through your hair for the first time in a month, and get to church. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lars, you had a good week, huh? Last week I prayed for you that God would give you dreams and visions. And you told me today he did that for you this week. And you said to me by your own confession, I don't think I understand some of them now. There's a gift of interpretation. And if you believe God for it, it'll work for you. In fact, I believe you'll access that gift of interpretation by praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I know it actually. That'll be the key for you. Praying the Holy Spirit or like putting the key in the ignition. You'll begin to have interpretation of these dreams. It'll make sense to you. What's funny is a lot of times God does things from generation to generation. Your father has some pretty wild dreams. You know that? Yeah, he goes, yeah. Did you know that? Amen. Paul says, I know that. It's the Holy Spirit speaking in your family. Praying the Holy Ghost will be the key, and you'll begin to have interpretation to the dreams. Amen. I'm about done, I think. Services are too long over there. Yet you'll go to work 40 hours a week, so you get a paycheck, only for the government to steal 40% of it. And then I can't go to church, because what if it goes two hours long? What if I go three? Who knows? But I'll tell you right now, when you go praying for people and reveal things only God could know, it does something for them. It proves that God's real, that God really loves them, and God really is speaking to them personally. By the way, the bigger the crowd gets, the easier it gets. Why? Because God just, it's almost like popcorn. Gift of faith just starts working and working and working and working. Next thing you know, the gifts of the Spirit are just flowing and flowing. You know, that's why a lot of ministers don't like me, Paul. You know why? Because they don't operate by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're full gospel in name, but name only. It's like the Spirit of God has departed. I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm telling you. It's not me they don't like, it's the spirit they don't like. It's jealousy, it's things of that nature, because my spirit, the spirit of God, irritates their spirit. And they look at it, and I flow differently than most. And when you don't understand somebody's flow, you don't understand somebody, which is fine. But I wish all churches would experience the fullness of the Holy Ghost. I do. When I talked to a minister before on the phone before service, he said to me, I'm not surprised God gave you that other business for, for, for some financial shifts that took place in your life this year. I said, that's right. He said, but God will continue to expand you in that area because he knows through that business you'll give him the glory for it and you'll honor him with the wealth from it. He said, for whatever reason, God knows he can trust you. I say all that to say, it's only going to get better. You think we're off to the best year we've ever had yet? Get ready. 
because this thing's on the move. Hallelujah. I literally feel bad for people who don't come here on Sunday night. I, I sit it humbly. Not because of me, because they're not experiencing what God has for them. They experience dead, cold religion and check the God box, and they don't experience God. If I didn't experience God, I'd have quit church a long time ago. Ask him. He's been with me forever, pretty much. Seen miracles for, right, a long time. I'm not here today, gone tomorrow. Lift your hands one more time. I'm going to quit. Wow. I'm trying to quit. The problem is I just get full of the spirit before I come down here, and then it's just like a bomb goes off. Hopefully, that'll probably cancel the stream saying that. <laughs> I'm going to need those planes because TSA is never going to let me through again. <laughs> be okay with me if I never got a full search again from TSA, amen? Heath, next time you fly, do yourself a favor. Don't touch your handgun before you go to the airport. It leaves residue on your hands. Found out first, amen. I got swiped and wobbed and knobbed. And I said to Carolyn, and this is why I don't want to fly commercial ever again in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's been released in this place. I thank you, God, that just as they sang in the beginning, I know breakthrough's coming. By faith, I see a miracle. Father, I declare and decree that this is a house of miracles. It's a training center for the Holy Ghost to move. You know we have no agenda. We don't have some, oh, this is what we need to do, or if we do this, people will like it or don't like it. You know I could give a rip. I just want to please you. Father, I pray the words that I released tonight, that people would receive them in faith. That people would allow your word to go to work in their lives. I pray, Father, that hope would be built in people's hearts. That they'd understand that faith, hope, and love all work together. In Jesus' mighty name. I said in Jesus' mighty name. Now I pray the Lord blesses you and keeps you. I pray he always causes his face to shine upon you. You're rising up, you're lying down, you're coming in, you're going forth. Each and every day you live to see the gift of another sunrise. May you know that you're blessed and highly favored by Almighty God. Say this with me. Say, I receive. Say, I receive everything Jesus paid for. Everything Jesus paid for. Now give God a mighty hand of praise. Come on, take 10 seconds. Let's make some noise in here tonight. Come on.